One of the questions, uh, we have this question, Assalamu alaikum, in the term, in terms of dispute, if someone, relative in law, will cut your contact without reason that you have no clue, okay, at the same time, your heart is clean, how will this impact your Allah's forgiveness? Jazakallah khair. Yes, the dispute here, if it's not from your own thing. So that's why the Prophet ﷺ, he said, خَيْرُكُمْ مَنْ بَدَأَ صَاحِبُهُمْ السَّلَامِ He said, the best one of you is the one who initiated the salam to his brother. Yeah, that's the best one from amongst you. Now, and, and that's why if the dispute didn't come from your side, you try your best as well to rectify it. You try your best, inshallah ta'ala, to rectify the, if you have any problems between you and your relatives, etc., then in that case, try to do that, inshallah ta'ala, to the best of your ability, and be the one who's the best one who wanted to rectify that. And if that's not from your side, and he keep the, cut, the cutting, it's his problem, not your problem, but you have to keep contacting him and giving salam to him to the best of your ability, inshallah ta'ala. Can a woman visit the graves and make dua for their loved ones? Yes, a woman, she can visit the graves and make dua for them. Even though some scholars uh, prohibit women visiting the graves based on the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that he, he said that Malakir, those one who keep visiting the graves from the woman. So the one who is consistent to visit the grave, that's not something which is good. But someone who goes from time to time, no problem, inshallah, to visit the grave to remind you with akhirah and as well to make dua for the one, the, your loved one, to make dua for the Muslim generally uh, who died and, the, and your loved ones, inshallah. Now another question, Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. My question regarding adult teenager children who don't listen to, uh, to in terms of going out, ETC. How do you respond to them? Do you let them be and make dua or do you uh, discipline them too? If so, how? Yes, you should discipline them and make sure, for example, everything. Make it as a reward, like instead of saying to them, okay, uh, you are not allowed to go out. You say to them, if you did one, two, three, four, then I will allow you to go, for example, at certain time. And make sure as well they are under a kind of uh, a control uh, at the end of the day that you are responsible uh, and you will be questioned in the day of judgment. Um, if you are a parent or a carer or someone who has a responsibility and the Prophet ﷺ, any person who Allah has well give him the ability to have uh, people under his authority and he didn't encompasses them with the righteous advice, then he will be not even smell the fragrance of Jannah. So you should advise them, you should as well discipline them in, in, in many ways as well. Uh, like for example, uh, taking their, if they have something, taking their phones, things like that to make sure that they are, they realize that they have to stick to the rules, they have to be rules. Otherwise it's gonna be chaos. So they have to make, they have to follow the rules. And in the same time as well, they have to deal with them with the discipline with uh, punishment and rewards. It's like this. So when they do something good, reward them. If they do something bad as well, do some kind of discipline to make sure. And at the same time, this is while making dua before and while and after. Always making dua for them and keep them in your dua, inshallah ta'ala. And that's something which is important as well to realize. And this is something which is the duty of the parents to do such things, inshallah ta'ala. All right. Another question, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, can you please comment on the 
uh, on the correct timing of Fajr prayer and when is the correct time to close your fast before Fajr, uh, fast before the Fajr prayer. It's, it's not about the time of the Fajr prayer. Yeah, It's not about the time when you pray Fajr. It's about the, when the... Basically, when the sun rises, that's the beginning of Fajr. That, when, I'm, when, sorry, when the when the dawn starts, and that's the that's the beginning of Fajr. Uh, so it is basically during during that time, uh, uh, and that's why when many of the masajid they will give you the timetable for the beginning of Fajr, the, the salah when the salah starts. That's where you should abstain from eating and drinking by that time or around that time. And I'm entitled, uh, I'm more convenient with uh, what you call it, neutral twilight timing. Um, when, the, when basically there's the beginning of the dawn, that the, the beginning of the dusk, that's the time where the person has to, uh, has to uh, stop eating and drinking and there's the beginning of fasting. And that's as well the beginning of Fajr to pray, basically. And that's when the adhan has to start during that time and that's how people they have to abstain from eating and drinking and for fasting if they wanted to fast during that time. I hope inshallah that answer. So it's not before. Many people mistakenly thinking before Fajr they should stop eating and drinking. No, not necessarily. They are that the, the sunnah is to keep eating and drinking and having even the last thing to have a, a sip of water or something just just on the time of Fajr, just before the beginning of Fajr then you are entitled to do that as well. Hopefully that answer, inshallah. And we have a call. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Sheikh, how are you? Alhamdulillah. How are you? You're right? Um, yeah, alhamdulillah, Sheikh. Sheikh, I'm working for a shop at the moment. Yes. So, inshallah, the, in the future, maybe maybe next month or maybe next week, I'm not sure, uh, they want to put alcohol in this shop. So, what is the solution? I should work for this shop or... Stop working for this shop. I just want to get a solution from you, please. Okay, if they put alcohol in the shop, you should speak to your manager. Say to them, I don't serve alcohol. I don't shelve alcohol. I don't touch it. I don't serve it. I don't sell it. I don't deal with it. I could deal with everything else. I cannot deal with alcohol or pork. You have to clarify this to them. And it is generally that say to them this part of your faith, part of your religious obligations, and generally the managers or the shopkeepers, etc., they will be cooperating with the, uh, you know, with their employees as well with uh, uh, with this. They will say, okay, you'll do you'll do other things, but don't deal with that. That's fine. So you have to make sure that this is this is your boundaries. You cannot you know cross these boundaries. Otherwise, you could do anything in the shop apart from this. So make sure that this is your this is what you will be doing. If he forces you by law, from what I knowledge, that you know you you are entitled to keep your uh, your, your your faith, and and to keep and to uh, observe your uh, your your obligations, duty, your your religious obligations, basically. Now um, and, and now if if you find yourself in a situation, a so difficult situation that between. Either you do this or you you have to find something else, then try to find something else better for you, something that doesn't have haram. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, he cursed people who, even people who deal with alcohol, selling it, buying it, serving it, even people who squeeze the grapes or whatever to make wine, all of these things are cursed. So you should abstain from that, inshallah. Is that clear, my brother? Inshallah. And in the meantime, but then I have another problem because um, um, because the rent is very, very high everywhere. It's very high. They have doubled up the rents. So is it uh, because we do, I don't want to do any business or buy or sell any houses, is it possible to get a first house on mortgage? 
I don't believe it's permissible, my brother, at the end of the day. Uh -huh. The idea is to live in house. If you are able to, I know the rent, try to find a place which is more convenient in terms of rent. Better for you than to buy a house and on mortgage because you are dealing with riba and dealing with interest. And there is, and I don't know, even people who say you can buy one house on mortgage, I don't know what's based on what. What's the, what's the ruling that they have used it? They have to know that it is something that the Prophet ﷺ or Allah has said in the Quran for those people who are dealing with interest, dealing people with usually that Allah says to them that they will have a war from Allah and His Messenger against those people who are dealing with, with, with usury and riba. So you should abstain from that, my brother, and try to find a suitable place. And inshallah, Allah will provide for you. And inshallah, the more you are abstain from the haram, the more the barakah that you have. Is that clear, my brother? Uh, inshallah, due to, to my work commitments or ill and health uh, or ill health okay I am uh, am I allowed to join the Zuhur and Asr prayer and Maghrib and Isha does it matter to join Isha with Maghrib or Maghrib Isha. Now, again, if you are ill and you can pray on time, then you are entitled to join the Salah and you could join Dhuhr and Asr together and you could join Maghrib and Isha together in any time. So you could join Dhuhr and Asr during Dhuhr time or during Asr time, whatever is convenient for you. And you are entitled to join Maghrib and Isha during Maghrib time or during Isha time, whatever is convenient. And generally, best to join Dhuhr and Asr during Dhuhr time and then to join Maghrib and Isha during Isha time, so at least it will be you'll have more time to rest. May Allah give you shifa and make it easy for you, inshallah ta'ala, and you are entitled to do it, and that is that you are excused for that, inshallah ta'ala. Another question, uh, I, have, I have to sit a chair, okay, to read the prayer due to back surgery. Should I be folding my hand and putting my hand on my lap? If reading, oh, oh, to read the prayer, okay, all right. No, yeah, yeah. If you have, um, if you have a back problem and you need to pray, if you're talking about the salah, the five daily prayer, then no problem. You can do it on a chair. Now, uh, now, if you are, uh, then then try your best as well to put your hand on the chest and yeah, in the salah, like if you are sitting, to put your hand like this. If you find it difficult, if you find it so hard on you, then inshallah, even any place that you put your hand, no problem, inshallah ta'ala. As long as you pray, that's the most important thing, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, because of your back problem, you are entitled to do whatever is convenient. If you put your hand on your, your chest, then good. If you can, then put them on the side, whatever is convenient for you due to your back problem, may Allah give you shifa and help you, my brother or my sister. Another question, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, are khatmas and mawlid and nabi is sunnah? No, khatmas, which means if someone dies and do khatma on behalf of the deceased one, it's not from the sunnah. There is no khatma, there is no such thing in Islam. Or mawlid and nabi, there is no such thing as well. The Prophet didn't celebrate his birth, neither the Zahaba celebrated his birth, alayhi salatu salam. So that's why the, all of these things, this is from the Sunnah. The Sunnah, when you want to, we know the Prophet he was born on Monday, the one who wanted to celebrate the birth of the Prophet then fast every Monday for the sake of Allah, following his Sunnah and to be grateful to Allah that Allah has sent us Muhammad as the Prophet and Messenger of Allah. That's all, there's no specific day about his Mawlid because we don't know which day exactly he was born, so we should abstain from such thing, inshallah. And we have a call, hello, assalamu alaikum. Hello, assalamu alaikum. 
Hello, Walaikum Salam. Can yes. you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, sister. Yes, how can I help? Okay. Um, my question is, um, I'm married to a rivet Muslim. We've been married for nearly 29 years now. Yes. And we got children, we got grandchildren. Uh -huh. But uh, my husband is uh, is an Englishman. He has reverted to Islam when we met, and uh, he, he found uh, Islam very interesting, and that's how he came into Islam. Okay. But since he's taken uh, Shahada, uh, like every now and then, I do try and prompt him that he have to learn how to read Quran. So during Salah time, you know, you can read different surahs, you learn from it. But till this day, all he's, all he's learned is just Surah Fatiha. Okay. And it's kind of frustrating me. And now and then I do tell him that, uh, you know, it's best if you go. They are uh, matured men who go to Madrasa and, you know, in the mosque and they learn uh, how to read Quran. Why wouldn't you do that? But every time I bring this topic, he really gets upset. But my main concern is that he doesn't... To me, I just feel he has no interest in learning. But that's my thought. Yeah. So what's the way forward? I mean... The way forward he, to he, keep him as he is. Just leave him. Is it? Yes, that's the way forward. It's If he knows Fatiha, does he pray five-day prayer? Uh, he'll pray uh, when he comes home from work. I have said you can pray in work as well, because he, he does uh, partly night shift. But he prays at home, uh, and Jumwa he goes to the mosque. Alhamdulillah, okay. He he, if he prays the five daily prayer, tell him, just emphasize on him to, to pray the five daily prayer. If he can't pray, then to join the prayer, at least the Dhuhr and Asr together, he can do that. If, the, if his work cannot, uh, doesn't allow him to leave the, the, his, his workplace, to join Dhuhr and Asr together, to join Mughrib and Isha together, he is entitled to do that. And if he knows Fatiha, Alhamdulillah, he try his best. So that's something which he can. You try to encourage him rather than just to keep, you know, uh, you know, uh, you don't push him over his limits. Some people have limits. I know a brother who's have maybe some dyslexic, uh, you know, for example, difficulty or something like that. Why we need to overburden people to do things that they cannot do it? So that's why if he can, do what he can, inshallah ta'ala. And I assume he knows Qul Allahu Ahad. Does he know it? Yes, he knows Qul Allahu Ahad. Okay, I, let I him, he can just do children. Fatiha and Qul Allahu Ahad all his prayer. Khalas. Well, that's what he can do. Oh. Wallahi, honestly, okay. Yeah. Okay, inshallah. Yeah, so that's All right. right. So you, you should encourage rather than to tell him you have to do this. You understand? Encourage him. If he wanted yeah. to do it, say to him, let's do it together. Let's learn together rather than send him to madrasa to sit with kids to learn. You know, sit yeah. let's, me and you, let's learn something today or whatever. Or as well, you could find you could find a teacher online to teach him if you wanted to, to learn something. I've tried yeah. all the If he doesn't want, خلاص, don't force him. Yeah, خلاص, that's his mm -hmm. capacity. Leave him to his mm -hmm. capacity. That's all. Oh. Don't, 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 don't force people. Otherwise, he, he's going to say, you know what, I don't want to do it. And then what was going to happen? So that's okay. why I try your best. It shall be easy and be, be calm with him. Alhamdulillah, you uh -huh. said you have his good brother. He's overall, he's good man. Yes, that's definitely. why you stayed with him all these years, I assume. Uh, yeah. uh, and as well, he prays the five daily prayer journey. He fasts the month of Ramadan, correct? Yes. He pays his zakat. Have you done hajj before? Yes. He, sorry? Have you done hajj? 
I've done Hajj, but he hasn't. But he's he's got that zeal in him that he wants to go Hajj. Inshallah, help him. Inshallah, to go Hajj, and that's what you can do. Inshallah, that's what you can do. May Allah reward him, and may Allah bless him. And say to him, the Sheikh is making dua for you. May Allah reward you and bless you. And if you need anything, inshallah ta'ala, inshallah you could call us, inshallah ta'ala, and we'll be helping him, inshallah ta'ala, in anything. Yeah? Inshallah. Okay. Jazakallah khair. All right. But as I said to you, remind him to pray on time. The five daily prayer, the prayer on time. That's it. He has to do as to the best of his ability. If he can't, then he can join Dhuhr in the work. He can join Dhuhr and Asr if he... He yeah. doesn't have time, and to join Maghrib and Isha. That's the only time he can join. Not to join all of them in the night. To join uh -huh. Dhuhr and Asr together and Maghrib and Isha together if he is entitled to do it, if he doesn't have the time to do it in the work. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, he has mm -hmm. to pray on time. That's all. Yeah? Okay. I'll leave all you. right, I'll do that. All okay. right. Okay, we have another caller. Hello, Salaam Alaikum. Assalamu Alaikum. Wa Alaikum. Yes, sister, how can I help? Um, I'm just calling because. Um, I wanted to um, pay someone as charity for my remaining fasting. Yes. So I was breastfeeding when um, last Ramadan, and I managed to pay back about 10 days of fast. You don't pay. So, you need to feed. You don't pay. You feed. You don't pay. And that's a mistake. You don't pay. Okay. You have to feed. You make sure that you feed for every single day, one single person, mm -hmm. to feed, not to give money. Have you done okay. that? So I need to make food and give to someone. Basically, you need to either you make food and give it to a poor and needy person or you send mm -hmm. it to a trustworthy person in some countries that they will feed a people for every single day that you miss in Ramadan. Is either of them. Is that clear? Okay. Yeah. So how much would I send? if? I don't if know. I it depends on the food. You need to feed a good portion, something that is sufficient for someone to eat a good, a good food. Like... If they eat meat, you you provide meat. If they eat chicken, chicken. Whatever their food, like a proper food, a proper meal for someone, a sufficient okay. meal for someone, until he is okay. satisfied or she is satisfied. Okay, thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. no problem, Sharata. So there is no uh, certain amount. So it has to be, depends on the country, or if it's your country, if you are living in a country in the same country that you are in. Sufficient food, that's how you should do, inshallah. Is that clear? Okay, that's clear. Thank you very much. No problem, sister. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. We'll take another call. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Yes, sister. How can I help? Hi. Um, it's just a quick question. Um, yes. I've got um a sister that I know who's got a daughter. And yes. I just know if she gets married again, her husband, who's the stepfather to the daughter, is he a mahram then? Yes. Or yes, he is. Okay, so she can, inshallah, do Umrah with him, you know. Yes, she can... but of course with the mother and, 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 and her stepfather or the father. The, the and husband what about the, what if the husband got children that are boys? How are they to the stepdaughter? No, they are not mahram to her. They are not brothers to her. But they are mahram to the, to the wife. No, to the, to, the, to the wife's daughter. No, they are not. They can marry each so other. How... Yeah, so how would it be like if she got married to that man and that man's obviously got children and they live with him and she's got a daughter? So, how would so they she has to wear hijab in front of them. The daughter right. has to wear hijab right. in front of them. They shouldn't be staying in one place together. They can't be isolated. They have to be there. So it's something which is you have to make sure. So that's why generally the, the, this daughter has to go and live with her father. That's safer for her, if that's the case, to go live with, live with, her, with her father. 
her father's life, or his grandfather from father's side, or someone who is, or her, or even her mother, the mother of the of the of the daughter, then she can go live with her mother, the grandmother. So it will be easier. So she not to be around uh, other male. Is that clear? Brilliant. Thank you very much, brother. No problem, inshallah. Subhanallah. We have, uh, subhanallah, we have many questions. Came. We didn't answer them, but anyway, inshallah. May Allah reward you all, my brothers and sisters. May Allah bless you all. May Allah increase us all in knowledge and iman. And we're going to be concluding here, inshallah. Today, jazakumullah khair, all my brothers and sisters. Subhanakallah, alhamdulillah, nashhadu an la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfirukum wa tubu alaykum. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. أطيعوا الله وأطيعوا الرسول وأولي الأمر منكم فإن تنازعتم في شيء فردوه إلى الله والرسول إن كنتم تؤمنون بالله واليوم الآخر